This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. On first. What's, What's on, on second? I don't know. It's on third. What? <laughs> well, that seems pretty straightforward. Weird nicknames, but I get it. Yeah. It is Free Talk Live. Uh, that may or may not have gone over your head. And yeah. If so, that's fine. Uh, Some uh, people weren't raised with Abbott and Costello. What can I tell you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's been, like, hashed and rehashed by so many people. Um, that uh, there's many versions of it now, but yeah, the original's the classic. Man. It's true. Uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Forkfest, happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Forkfest is decentralized, so there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. Hope to see you there. I'll be there. I will too. Got full approval for the whole of Porch Feast off of work. Oh, nice. Porch Feast? Yeah. I call it uh, Fork and Pork now. Mm. Right? Uh, Because Fork Fest happens before. As opposed to Pork and Fork, which is previous times. Right, yes, exactly. So that's how you know which one it is, or that's how I know which one it is, by saying it in the uh, order in which it is scheduled to happen. Now, to be fair, Forkfest, you know, it doesn't really have, it can be whatever you want it. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, a bunch of people didn't get together and go, okay, it's going to be this date until this date, right? Mm -hmm. It was just like, somebody said, how about this date? And everyone went, sure, right? It wasn't, you know, and it can change, too. Some people call the entirety of Porkfest and Forkfest, or Forkfest and Porkfest, Forkfest. Right. Because, you know, it's it's what you make of it, right? So, uh, you know, if you're... I don't know if you're a little uh, sour on on the festivals. Uh, you know, you there, there aren't the things that you want to have happen at the well. Now's your chance. You can make it happen. You can bring your own thing. Do your own thing. Bring the thing that you are missing at other festivals. Be the thing yeah. that you are missing. Well, and I just like to say about being the thing that uh, you want to see in it. Um, I think that's so important because I'm not going to say what I do at Porkfest, but there was a need that I saw there and i was like why is nobody doing this this seems so obvious we always joke about (laughs) it and we should do it and so like i i just got sick of like hearing myself complain and i was just like well i'm gonna do it and i think everyone should be like that and they shouldn't limit that to just the festival they should do that in their own day-to-day lives too like if you don't like something you should actually change it instead of complaining about it yes this is the opportunity to not just do it but get other people to go with you on it right yeah all right so uh i did bring in this story from fee 
Which is what? Foundation or... Foundation for Economic, Economic Education. Education, yeah. Oh, Love those oh. guys. Yeah, they're awesome. It's like, I don't need to know anything. I could just be like, I could just stumble upon a thing and then be like, look at you guys, and you guys are <laughs> filling the blanks for me. It's like, Common Sense Soapbox, one of my favorites. Yeah. It's like... Seamus. It's like in-person Mad Libs. <laughs> uh, spying on the social media posts of sports fans and banning them from stadiums for wrong think isn't social progress. That's the headline. If there's one way I know how to make money off of my customers and build brand loyalty, it's by spying on them. (laughs) Right? Yeah. The effort to classify political dissent as, quote, hate speech, unquote, and punish heretics for their supposed crimes is one of the most pernicious threats at work in the world today. So what is this really all about? Well, Tears welled in the eyes of Lindsay Smith as she explained, her voice shaking, why she can no longer attend Premier League soccer games at the stadium 10 minutes from her home to root for Newcastle United. I struggle to even come near the ground, Smith told Toby Young of the Free Speech Union in a recent interview. I get upset when I talk about it. I just don't understand where it's come from. I don't know why someone's gotten so offended by me. Just speaking my mind, Smith, a 34-year-old woman from Newcastle and a lifelong soccer fan, said she received an email from Team Security in November that her membership was suspended pending an investigation for an alleged hate crime. The investigation stemmed from tweets Smith had posted on X, that's Twitter for those of you new to the game, that she was told could be seen as transphobic. Mm. Smith, who is again. Smith, who is gay and helps her mother run a tea shop to pay the bills, <coughs> assumed the matter would soon be cleared up since she had not engaged in anything she considered hate speech. She assumed wrongly. For tweets stating that transgender women are not really women, Smith was banned for the remainder of the season and the following two seasons, a decision she described as devastating. I avoid the city now, especially if it's match day, she told Young. I won't even come down here and drink. Every time I'm around here now, I'm just sick to my stomach, and I'm afraid of who's around and who's watching me. The fear Smith describes is understandable. Her life was upturned by social media comments. She was investigated and summarily found guilty without being able to defend herself by a soccer league. Mm. This was not a government. This was not an arbiter. This was not a place of employment. This was a soccer league. So I want to point out how important it is that we do not allow other people with malevolent interests to take control of our language. Because here's how this worked. Some people do not like free speech Mm -hmm. because free speech points out their hypocrisy, their absurdity, Mm -hmm. and their blatant control grabs. So what they did is they went, oh, we will instead call it hate speech. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about free speech... By its nature, it is hated. 
you do not need to protect what is not hated. Right. Yeah. No one's attacking it. Right. Popular speech needs no defense. Right. right. So they took this free speech. They labeled it hate speech. There is no such thing as hate speech. It's just speech. There is no such thing as hate crime. It's just crime. Mm-hmm. And then they made these two sim- they made these synonyms. Yeah. So that hate speech was just a form of hate crime. Right. And by warping our perception, they have turned speech from a right to a violation of rights. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh for me, uh, the exercise that I use sometimes to help me figure out what is is uh, I like to substitute things and see if it still makes sense. Right? Uh, is there such a thing as hate sight? How about hate hearing? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hate speech. Oh, everybody's like, yeah, there's hate speech, but there's not hate hearing. There's not, you know, uh, hate music. I mean, I guess maybe there is. Hate there art? Hate, art. hate yeah, taxidermy? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so, but if it is hate art, that doesn't mean that it's, um, you know, a candidate for government banning. Right. It's an it's a legitimate expression of your emotion. If you turn off that ability of people to be able to express themselves, that's way more dangerous than whatever they say. Right. Yeah. And okay, let's let's go with this idea of like, okay, well, you're expressing hate. Well, what if I hate? Seeing people's rights violated. You know, what if I hate rape and murder? And I talk about how much I hate that and get other people to hate that too. Seems like I'm performing a pretty valuable service to society if Mm -hmm. I can do that. Um, So I might have to take the uh, devil's advocate position on the actual article in question. um, Because if you look at it from a consequentialist view of what this is doing, I think it could be perceived as a good thing. Um, and so I'll, I'll make, I'll make the case. Um, so basically what's being, uh, targeted here are people that attend sports games who are starting to become politically active. So Mm. what I view sports to be is basically a giant distraction from what's actually important. I think that is the function that, uh, sports have served all the way back to the Roman empire and probably longer. It's spread in circuses, right? Um, and so if we if there if this continues where people are um, basically forced to go down the red pill rabbit hole of like, you know, look at this is this is what's actually happening. And like these the, these are all of the things happening in the world that actually matter and actually affect your life. That's that's actually them going a step in the right direction. And I don't even really care if like they are kicked out for, like, a political issue that I disagree with them on, I think it's probably easier for us to pull people into what we're talking about if they actually care about politics than it is for just some normie that cares about sports. I'd like to take the uh, uncomfortable position of defending sports. All right. Um, So sports, they're they're a kind of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And sure, the nature of entertainments, of amusements, is not to be, you know, serious and getting work done and, you know, effective, but that doesn't make them unnecessary for psychological health. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, like, oh no, how dare they force someone who is figuring out the truth to not waste their time. Mm. But that waste of time might be uh, a necessary part of their uh, psychological upkeep. I want to. I want to come back to this uh, because there's more to the article, and I'm, I'm sure we have more to say about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have 
I believe this is Rob in Vermont calling. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I first learned about the term uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect Mm. about a month ago when I heard it on, uh, what was it, Uh, Jimmy Kimball Live. (laughs) Okay. And I wondered, is the Dunning-Kruger effect, isn't that the same thing as uh, narcissistic behavior? I uh, not exactly no overlaps kind of yeah there, there is some overlap that's kind of like very self centered yeah it's like oh well of well, course I know everything about this topic well let me ask you this the Dunning Kruger effect is it a medical condition or is it a learned behavior uh, neither it's a neither. like it's weirdly a... enough it's it's kind of the base case mm-hmm. like it, it's it's just sort of where we start out uh, where uh, Anything that you don't know much about, you are susceptible to thinking you know more about it than you do. Well, because what would be your starting point? Right. Yeah. Rob? Okay. Kind of, I was just thinking about that, you know, as I was waiting, you know, to get on the, the, uh, on, on the show here. But I did have another question I wanted to ask, totally different from that. Okay, go ahead. And, and that is... If the state of New Hampshire were to secede from the union, what would the equal application of the law be like in New Hampshire? And who would be the one to, you know, enforce those laws and how would they work? Oh, well, so, I mean, part of it is just that there's already a huge overlap on at least all of the useful laws. Mm -hmm. Uh, So pretty much everything that's in the federal law that's useful or reasonable in any way is already in the state law so like what you might not know is that when they're when they bring you to a state court they can't charge you with federal crimes there and and vice versa when they bring you to a federal court they can't charge you with state crimes there but in both of those courts pretty much anything you would reasonably expect to be uh, against the law is and it's even more relevant than that because there are some things that are exclusively handled by the state such as uh Marriages um, and most criminal cases, like if you murder somebody, unless you did something crazy that would like get the feds involved in that murder case, it's a 99.9% chance that the state is going to be handling that. So really, the federal cases are just for like crazy corporate disputes, like between states, um, or in a criminal case, if there was some like big, uh, um, you know, interstate syndicate type thing. Like otherwise, the state courts like handling it anyway. Yeah, I think practically speaking, um, you know, it, it would be an event, uh, likely you know, on the news. All right, New Hampshire has seceded. And then most people really wouldn't notice much of a difference. Right. right yeah, New right. Hampshire already has all that infrastructure built into it. Yeah. Well, right. I, I'm all on board with secession, but... Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, you know, because look at where we're at today. It's, I mean, everything is just chaos out there. It, 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 you know, I think that we're going to see... Uh, an event that happened back in 1993 come this year. That is when Ross Perot ran on his platform. You know, I think we're going to see that again. And I think that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to run. And I think that uh, Trump will be his VP. 
I'm on board with that. You think Trump will be RFK's VP? Well, I mean, it it would work for me. <laughs> it would work for you, but I'm pretty sure that neither of them would agree to that. Yeah, like Trump. I, I just had to make sure I was hearing you correctly there. Like that was. I, if Jesus came down from heaven and asked Trump to be his vice president, I think that would still be too much of an affront to his ego for him to agree to. Right. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is is under no circumstances going to give power to Trump. It's so interesting to me the um, the automatic knee jerk backlash of like the regular common public people. When the the word secession comes, first of all, like so, so, so what? So, so how, how many sessions? What? Hmm. Um, so then, once you get over the 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 hurdle, the definition of the word, um, secession just means like m- sort of a a more accurate uh, method of organizing uh, the area and people that uh, was originally thought of by the founding fathers right they didn't see the land known as the united states of america as one big country no they saw they call them states right that's why that's why they're called states they're each supposed to be their own country with their own cultures with their own you know sets of people that's why they have their own constitutions too like why draft a constitution for a state and treat it like a federal government if it is not its own type of federal government because like towns don't have constitutions counties don't have constitutions right. new york city doesn't even have a constitution yeah yeah even after the uh confederate period when they had when they made the one that we're used to uh it was supposed to be something similar to what exists now in the european union right where yeah sure you have this you know sort of central structure where you you know have the same money and there are certain things that every country does but you're still independent nations with uh unique identities and sets of laws now um one thing i'd like i i do get where he's coming from with uh uh robert f kennedy jr uh it might be a uh a a major draw of voters this time around uh like perot was and honestly, I think that his primary purpose has been to draw voters away from Trump. And I'm not a Trump guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I recognize that he represents symbolically uh, the anti-establishment. The like, hey, we have had enough of how things have me, been run forever. I, I'm not saying he actually does those things. Yeah. I'm saying he symbolizes that idea to a lot of people. On it, so you have RFK coming out and, oh, he's not going to try and run as a Democrat, but he is going to, to go to all of the, the people who are very anti-establishment, like at Porkfest, and you know talk about how anti-establishment he is. And, yeah, try and draw votes away from what he considers to be, and he's publicly said this, an existential threat. I think I would have agreed with you a week ago, but I saw RFK's ad in the Super Bowl. and I, I was going to say, did you yeah, see the commercial? Yeah, and I, I think it's pretty clear that what he is potentially going for is, like, I'm a return to a sane Democratic Party. So I think that you're very right in that, like, one of the big things that he's pushing is, like, I'm anti-establishment. Like, we obviously all disagree with that, but, like, that's his claim. Um, 
But, like, we can't underestimate the fact that he is trying to also pull votes from the Democratic Party, um, and, like, it is part of his strategy, Except- so I don't know, like, what effect he'll actually have, and that is what Except matters. that he's not trying to run for the Democratic nomination. No, he's running independent as per the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't like was that uh, the commercial itself was just a rehash of a previous Kennedy Mm. With the song and the vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, and all the uh, the nostalgic photographs in mm. black and white from, yeah. well, you know, the dead Kennedy. Well, he the, thinks he's bear. continuing his father's legacy. I think that's sort of why he... Um, I, I I get it, but like, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, well, and I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't rule out the possible... How much, Rob? Seven million dollars it costs to make that video. To, or to, at least put it on the air. Right. And so he spent $7 million to put it on the air, the commercial. Like, in that respect, I kind of get why a guy might want to, like, take the the financially easy way out and just rehash his dad's old uh, song and, yeah. you know, that kind well, of a I thing. Think, I think that a big part of that is just reminding us why we're listening to him in the first place. Mm. Well, I'm not. But. Well, and I still wouldn't put it past like- him to, to, at some point, say, you know what, I'm dropping out of the race and endorsing Biden because it's better than Trump. Yeah. I honestly would not be surprised if he did that. I would be shocked well, you know- out of my gourd if he did it the other way around. Rob? I don't know about the rest of the public. I can only speak for myself, and that is I've had enough of the two-voting party system. You Amen. Know, we need a three, four, or five-voting party system you know, to give people some choices and not have to be forced no. to choose the lesser yeah, we're two gonna, evils. Yeah, we're going to have to disagree on the solution there, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've definitely had enough of this. Yeah, I know I have. Hey, Rob, yeah. thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160. Um, I, like, I it, the simplest thing. It, it comes down to the simplest thing for me. Um, do you have a, a right to choose a leader for me? Nope. Do I have a right to choose a leader for you? No. So then, why is it okay for everybody to get together and choose a leader for everybody else? Because if we don't, then they will kidnap and torture us. Questions like that are a threat to our democracy. <laughs> Yes, yes Thank they you. are. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes they are. Yeah. Well, and How I, dare you question And things. I have truly come to despise that word because it means such different things to different people. A democracy? Yes. Uh, yes, to some people, it is this thing where y'all vote on what I'm going to do, and to other people, it is the people having the power, or as I would call that, decentralization. 603-283-6160. If you want to chime in on any of this tonight, uh, we want to talk a little bit more about the spying on people who are sports fans by sports leagues and more of your calls and thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? 
We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack. Focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar, find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA News Update. President Joe Biden visiting the town of East Palestine, Ohio yesterday at the invitation of the mayor. That visit about a year after the Norfolk Southern train derailment that released toxic chemicals on the town. Biden saying he will be with them till the end and hold Norfolk Southern accountable. A house in Sterling, Virginia, less than five miles from Washington Dulles Airport, exploded last night as fire crews were inside, killing one fire fighter, injuring at least 11 others, including nine other firefighters. President Biden saying yesterday he was both not surprised and outraged by reports of the death of Alexei Navalny, the longtime Russian opposition politician and critic of Vladimir Putin, who Biden believes is responsible for Navalny's death. Corey Myers, USA News. February is heart month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. is 
Javier Malay, but his sideburns uh, make me think that he should play uh, Doctor Who. Mm. <laughs> I don't right. know. I don't know what that's about. Like maybe like from the like like the '60s or '70s era Doctor Who, right? You know, right. When before CGI and all that kind of stuff, where like that kind of thing was important to a well. To a I mean, for all we know, he is the Doctor. Yeah, huh? it's the great thing about Doctor Who. For all I know, it's you. Well, well I, he'd be the most moral Doctor Who. That's for sure. I I, I assure you, I am not Doctor Who. <laughs> a likely story. I, yeah, I also, like what would we for a shape shifting time us? traveler? Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, it's Time Lord, first of all. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I I stopped being a fan of the television series mm. uh, because of, because the writing fell off a clip. Uh, I Didn't mean, it get woke too? The the, the yeah. nickname now is Doctor Woke. Yeah. Uh, it's it started yeah. like they kind of started to like. You know, weasel some of that in here and there. Uh, the last great doctor uh, was uh, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah, they literally snuck it in while he was dressed as a magician. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, then they got uh, Jody. Uh, I, I want to say my parody name for her, but her last name is Whitaker. And uh, I usually start that with an SH just so that you get an idea of what I'm getting at because she was absolutely the most horrible actress. Like, could you have, so picked, could you have picked a more horrible actress to, to play? Uh, like, in my mind, they needed somebody like, uh, what was her name? Michelle Gomez, mm. right? Uh, the, 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 the lady who played uh, the master, the female version of the master. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right? She was spot on. Yeah, the mistress. The mistress, yes, yeah. exactly. Missy. Missy. They needed somebody like that to yeah. be, and, and instead they got the, the horrible accent, the, the crappy acting, uh, and then they just, you know, just started, you know, spraying woke all over the thing. Or even yeah. Dr. Donna during the, like, five minutes she was like a Time Lord. Right. But, yeah, no, I was... So looking forward to the first female doctor, and then this happened. Yeah. Well, it's because it wasn't about inclusivity. What it was actually about was destroying a good story. Right. Because every time they use uh, wokeness or whatever, like, as a way of, like, um, changing, like, an old uh, and respected story, it's not... Um, out of a desire to enrich the story and right. to make it uh, something that's new and innovative, it's always to destroy it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys saw all of the kerfuffle that was happening with the uh, the new Snow White movie, um, where basically they were going to hire, like, a, a, a Latino woman to do it, which, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think that poses, like, some, like, weird problems since it takes place in uh, medieval uh, uh, Germany, but... Um, <laughs> not but, not but, a whole lot of mestizos yeah. in that yeah. particular place in town, right? But but um, but like I was I wasn't like okay like this movie's like the worst, but like what got everybody to say this movie was the worst before it even came out was the actress was coming out and saying like, oh yeah, that old story of the prince saving the princess, it's such an outdated thing, and I love that what this movie is going to do is it's going to turn that story out on its head, so 
literally the whole point of her being in that role and the whole point of them recreating this story is so that they could put down one of the most beloved like stories that started Disney yeah. as a way of undermining it and a way of undermining human storytelling in general. Ooh, that's uh, that's the evil part. The evil part isn't that they like put people of color into right, these yeah, positions. Yeah, yeah. It's that they put them into these positions and then they like destroy the story after that because not only are you destroying the story you're also making it seem like like every time yeah, you the, put a person of color yeah, the in, coloration you're is just it. is just the flag that here's what we did with this before you even see it correct uh we should probably tell the listeners that this is free talk live Oh, yeah, that uh, might be useful. And, well, if uh, they don't know by now. If you want to call in, the <laughs> telephone number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Peakless Mountaineer. Is it the first time we've done that tonight? Uh, no, no second. it's the second. Okay. Um, I mean, I knew this wasn't Beard Talk Live, because if it were, I would have <laughs> swore at least two or three times after <laughs> yes, I said FCC, all yeah, said. you would have. Yeah. Please, please substitute FCC. When you feel the urge to drop an F-bomb. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and uh, SEC, if you want to drop the I don't F-bomb. even trust myself enough, right. though. Like, I think that... Ooh, SEC for the S-bomb? Yeah. I was thinking shiz. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the SEC is just a giant pile of SEC. It really is. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, it does work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, f- here's a fun fact. So... All of the banks are now begging the SEC to let them own Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, yeah. They're well, like, uh, excuse me, so uh, the monetary policy is making us all totally bankrupt, and these guys get to get rich, and we don't, so could you change this now before we all it, go it under? It shines such a light of, um, I, I don't know if hypocrisy is the right word, <laughs> But uh, a light of uh, reality onto these banks and what they're doing with the ETFs when, like, you know, from a practical perspective, you as an individual can just go buy some from, like, a person. Yeah. Right? You don't have to, like, wrap your 401k into nope. this thing or any of your investments and, yeah. you know, part, make it part of your portfolio. No, just hold some. The only person you have to ask permission for is the other person that you're buying it from. Right. Yeah. So it shines a pretty big light on that. Um, I want to talk more about, well, all sorts of things, including uh, the story about uh, this uh, sports league that is spying on people and banning them from attending uh, because of social media posts. But we also have some calls to get to, and I want to get to those. Uh, So let's go to, I believe this is Kurt in Michigan. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Evening. Hey, hey, what's on your mind? Um, I'd like to talk about, uh, there's been, Quite a bit of a go around about the personal ownership of nuclear weapons in a liberty society. Okay. And I believe that if you go down to base liberty tenets, which is what I like to do, um, you get the answer for whether or not that would be allowed. And I don't believe that it would. Oh, explain. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I believe that a base liberty tenant is, you know, you have the right to a defense. Mm-hmm. Right. But you do not have a right to a defense that harms innocent people. Like, I would not be able to grab an innocent person and hold them in front of me as a shield if someone were shooting at me. I'm entitled to a defense. I'm not entitled to that defense. Well, right? so, hold on. Let's let's be specific here. Are we talking about using a nuclear weapon or having it? 
Because what you're talking so, about here seems well, to be even, like even some it, cases I, I, of having it might be a problem, or some cases of using even, it might be a problem. It, I believe even having it, I believe, is tantamount tantamount to walking around pointing a gun with somebody at somebody with your finger with your finger off the trigger and just basically your excuses. Well, I haven't shot you yet, so I haven't done anything wrong. So even though, if you don't, don't know that this gun is pointed at you, that is that I believe is it would be. It would be reasonable to get people to, I believe, decide with that. Like, I don't foresee a future where, uh, you know, everybody or, or even a majority of people, uh, Too expensive. you know, are owning one of these oh, things. Oh, they're, they're not. They're not. Like, I figured out how to make them for, like, $2,000. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, that being said... You, no, I won't sleep tonight. <laughs> well, well, no, here's here's why this is actually a hopeful message, though, is that in spite of the, the acquisition of these things being continually easier, we still haven't been using them. There seems to be yeah. something. And it's not because we've put the best people on Earth in charge of these right. things. Well, we've not. literally put the most maniacal well, psychopaths we have in control of these things. And yet, so, so far, so good. But uh, again, I, I just don't think I'd have one because, you know, um, it is you're allowed to a defense that that you're allowed to a weapon that you can point only at the guilty. You can't point a nuclear weapon only at the guilty. I think it's a great deterrence, honestly. Like if if we do all believe that the ideal situation is for us to be sovereigns, I want to get to the point to where. If if that becomes a reality, the two thousand dollar thing, like like I want the government to think that like if it messes with me, it could get nuked. Okay. Yeah. Like that is like the yeah, biggest deterrence that you could use against them. That? Huh? What would you think if this was brewing in your home, right? You know, but before you ever got to that, if, if anyone ever caught wind of it, I would I would not be against them forcibly taking that from you again, being akin to walking around, pointing a gun at people, a loaded gun, and saying, I haven't pulled the trigger Well, yet. but the biggest difference is that you're walking around and it's transparent. Like, if it's just on my property and you never even know about it, then, like, how is it I don't even know you? I'm in the danger. But once I find right. out I'm in the danger, I know that that gun is being pointed at me. And I think I have a right to act at that point. Okay, so unless, if someone moves their gun in such... Well, hold on, hold on. So if someone moves their firearm in such a way that it is unbeknownst to the other person aimed in the direction that their neighbor happens to be, should they then have their, their firearm confiscated? Well, if, they're, if they are doing it purposely. I don't even I know think... That my defense, I know that my defense is, is endangering people who are not the perpetrator. Well, no, your, your defense is you endangering people to... without meaning to. I think you're giving him too much of a of an easy of a slow ball honestly like I what he's describing is like his perception is what defines like whether or not somebody should own a thing like because yeah. he feels no, not my threatened no that's that's fundamentally what it is it, because it, it is because well no because the only difference between somebody secretly owning a nuke in their basement and you owning like or you knowing that they own the nuke in their basement is the fact that you know it. 
It's not right. that they're you know doing anything that's harmful to you. It's the only difference is your knowledge of that thing, and that's what you say is the difference between it being an aggressive act and a non-aggressive act. Well, you have to understand you're being aggressed against before you can act on it, right? If you're completely in the dark about you're being aggressed against, how are you supposed to act on it? Well, okay, if, so if my neighbor realizes that I flagged them with my pistol, does that give them the right to come shoot me? No. Okay. If they, but if you're walking... But if you're if you are walking around with it aimed at them the entire time, the whole time that they're walking around, you're you're behind them five feet with a pistol aimed at them and and sing songing at them. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. But nobody that wrong. would own a private nuke would be like, oh, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I haven't pulled the trigger. Like it's but just too what, dangerous sorry, of something, sorry, especially if somebody else has a nuke. I've heard. Yeah, and you and and one of the okay. So the the comparison here would be an armed nuclear weapon so if i arm my nuclear weapon but i don't set it off that is that is nearly identical to brandishing to brandishing yeah, your agree. pistol i would agree with that so yeah i mean i i get what you're saying as far as that goes yeah that would be comparable but its existence I, isn't itself a threat i don't believe that you would get have a problem getting so don't people, live in a neighborhood that allows that that's that's the so real solution here. Is like, okay, look, a, a I can't live in a city where this kind of use of property is tolerated. Cool, good, fair. Go, go. So there's plenty what, of people that if, are exactly like you in that respect, but, and but, I'm but, all wait, for wait you guys living together. The, okay, so the, the, what if the blast? So you're gonna, as long as you can guarantee the blast doesn't leave your property. Well, no, because if so, so now we're talking about something completely different entirely. So if somebody uses their nuclear weapon and it affects other people, they are legally and morally responsible for the harm that they cause to those other people. That's a completely different hypothetical. To the extent that they would have no ability to prevent, zero ability. How are you going to repay 10,000 deaths, wrongful death cases? This is why I don't, I don't know. Work. Ask Pfizer. You, you <laughs> I mean, not as a personal. Not, well, again, Pfizer has government backing, right? So, oh, so that behavior is acceptable. Gotcha. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm saying it, it, it happens because of that, right? They 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 get they get to buy the courts and they get to to pay a fraction of their damage. And so only and those it, people it, should be allowed to have the nukes? Sounds like a great idea to me, man. No, I'm not. I'm not I, I, I would say nobody would be allowed to have a nuke. In well, a, in we don't a, live in that a, world, though. Liberty society. Yeah, if I, only we again, could just alter the laws of physics so that I feel comfortable. Society. Hey, uh, Kurt, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. It was a good call. I appreciate him calling in on it. Yeah, uh, let's move on. I believe this is David in San Francisco. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how are you? You know, was maybe uh, half an hour ago, you were talking about uh, how the 13 colonies uh, became states. Uh, they kind of always were states. Okay. Well, no, they were corporations chartered by the king. And so they were corporate states, really. Mm. But that's what colony was. Like some some big merchant, he'll say, oh, king boy, you're a king. Make me a land grant of this year, and I'll make you a pile of dough. And so, you know, these uh, they were corporations back then. And they, uh, they basically, you had to use company script in certain of them. They had no 13 colonies. They didn't have money that would work 
from one colony to the other, mm, except at the, at the border, right, where they weigh tons of something going across commercially. Well, no, well they did they have, have law, a, did they have their own law enforcement? There's company law in certain of it. Then you know, there's no town, distinguishable right? difference here. Yeah, what's the worst thing you can think of a company town? And then you talk a company town out in the frontier. So it's like you're totally dependent upon them, and they're probably cheating you. You know, they talk about uh, old... Sounds uh, like most governments, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the company town. Uh, the boss man of the company town. Like they say, John Jacob Astor. Right, famous old rich guy of right before the Civil War. I mean, the uh, seventeen seventy six. Uh, Astor used to he was dealing in furs, right? So they would send the trappers up, and they would send a load of thugs behind, right? So when the trappers would come in to get paid, Astor's private army would go out there, crack heads, and steal their money back, like the IRS. Get the furs. And maybe leave some dead guys behind. Like the IRS. uh, uh, This doesn't compare to a company boss man out in the What's different? Right? What's that? What's different? Well, I don't know what you're... Are you thinking it's better? I mean, I like the idea of full faith and credit. That I can go from Hawaii all the way up to Maine and, and be able to use the same kind of money. Right. I don't have to use some kind of electronic money. I don't have to use some kind of private privatized uh, uh, scam kind of uh, cryptocurrency. So what well, you're saying I don't give them any credit because it's money. debt and uh, faith is just confidence. So this is a con game. So what you're saying is you want to force well, everyone to use the same thing. money as you, even if you find even after that person finds no value in it. How is that any different from slavery? Well, if you believe you're a slave. So that's what I'm saying with the previous uh, one-liner. The uh, y- y- If you fall for it, you'll believe that you owe somebody 16% interest. When I took, full, when I took uh, financial management, they taught us never, ever, ever, ever borrow over 3% because you're not likely to ever pay it back, 3%. Right. They got the average person stuck on. I know in Alabama, they had a referendum a couple of years ago to try to lock it down to 48 percent. When I was taught three percent was dangerous, Alabama, I don't know if it's worse. I don't know if that referendum passed, but they were trying to get it locked down to 48. Okay, but and, uh, yeah, you are talking about you are talking about the United States dollar in this particular instance, which is, um, you know, uh, well, whether a state it, like this international or interstate banking in 1776, nobody wanted to get recolonized, nobody, and so even the big town at the edge of the thirteen you know, one of the 13 colonies was still sucking all the money over there before it would go to London. And so the idea that these guys would, uh, you know, it's full faith and credit and then like cash and coin, you know, so you can carry around cash and coin and you can go anywhere and well, what, it works over there. That's full faith and credit. What makes and you think that, that there shouldn't be a market for competing currencies? Oh, well, that's how World War One was dragged on. The currency speculators. 
They make money. No, that's a completely different. That's not. That's not a market for competing currencies. In fact, uh, in fact, the wars were only able to be the wars. World War One and World War Two were only able to be put on because of lending, enabled by money printing, i.e., the currency. Right. Well, the government currency. Well, the the idea of having like a ratings agency, you know, like I like the idea that the. Oh, God, what is is it? There's Underwriter Labs, right? Now, that's officially a nonprofit, if I understand right, but it has, like, Library of Congress numbers where you can go and find out if your air conditioner is going to be a cheap one or if it's got no lawsuits, if it's got, you know, all sorts of details about whether or not you're buying a piece of crap with an appliance. Yeah, like a Consumer Reports or something like that. I I could not be more in favor of that kind of service, having having all of our services rated uh, independently so that Mm -hmm. we have, like, a nice low barrier to entry into that market so that this rating service doesn't end up being the only one that's allowed. That all sounds wonderful. In particular, about uh, currency, too. Can you imagine? Fiat would not hold up. What's Congress doing with that? What's the question, David? Johnson, you know, the Speaker of the House, Johnson, how's he doing getting that happening? Getting what happening? It's not his yeah. job to create. Guys are so corporate. They, they, they see if they're doing any funding for, you know, opening up the, uh, uh, the, yeah, the, I, I the know, market. You're, you're sort of wandering all over the place, David. Yeah. So thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. It was an all right call. Uh, 603-283-6160. I, like, I... I feel like he has a point to make, but yeah. then he just... And I thought I had ADD. Yeah, he just well, sort of tangents, the thi- you know, like... Uh, like, I, I liked that he talked about interesting things, but he would talk about them, and then we would ask him, like, to explain himself more, and then he would, like, talk about something completely different. Well, yeah, because he would have to actually look at whether his assumption was correct, which is uncomfortable to do right. if he stayed on the same topic. Right, true. Well, I think that, uh, and, you know, maybe he's just imagining what we're thinking and responding to his imagination instead of <laughs> responding to, like, the actual question, which, you know, I mean, it takes all kinds. So uh, I mean, maybe he know. should seek out psychiatric help if he's, like, inducing, uh, you know, conversations. I, in yeah, I mean, I don't want to bag on the guy, you know, I, you know, he. He has ideas, um, and and these are a lot of topics that are worth conversations yeah, in. Yeah. It's just that a- any one of these topics is going to take a little bit of time yeah. to properly explore, and we yeah. can't just hop from one to the next without uh, finishing our sentences. And you have to start somewhere. Speaking of finishing, I want to swing back over to this article oh, yeah. from Fee. Can I just say something real yes. quick on the article? Yes, you um, can. So... Assuming that they are enforcing this and that they are rigorously enforcing this, that means that these sports agencies have a department where they pay employees to basically be like whatever sports agency that is, NSA. Uh, they do. The, <laughs> I, the idea, Which is nuts. The idea that the Premier League, that's the soccer league, the Premier League is monitoring the social media posts of fans in search of wrong think. And launching independent investigations is startling, and it has led some to brand the league's intelligence unit. They, 
So a soccer league has an intelligence, intelligence unit, unit. That's so that weird. that it has been nicknamed the Stasi spy agency. Wow! You know, this is a great this is a great sports uh, uh, arrangement. If only we had something like the CIA in the middle of it, that would really improve my experience of the of the arena. The cocaine interaction yeah, could, academy. Yeah, could could we just like, <laughs> I mean, like the NBA, but with more spies. That's what it was really missing the whole time. Yeah, you know, the soccer is great, but it's more spy. Yeah. It's yeah. more spies. Could, could we have, like, you know, deceit and, like, you know, hidden briefcases. And, like, and, and like let's just move this to the United States because, we, you know, the Super Bowl just happened. I, I know a lot of libertarians don't you know care about that or whatever. But, like, it's still a thing, and the majority of the people in the United States do watch uh, that. Now, imagine if the NFL had people spying on your social media and uh, you were disallowed to attend a game because of something you posted on Twitter. That's what this is. And my fear, of course, is that it's coming soon to your town. 603-283-6160. Hour number three of Free Talk Live still to come. Stay right where you are. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. 